Hey there, podcast listener. Steven here from the podcast you're currently listening to. You ever heard a podcast and think, I can do that? Well, maybe you can, or maybe you can't, or maybe I can help you get started with it. Hosting is the most expensive cost you'll have in a podcast, and that's why Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to make a podcast. Really, they have everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. With Anchor's hosting, you can distribute your podcast to other listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a whole lot more. And if you think you can do a better job than I, record a podcast right now. There's very low risk involved. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Welcome to the Lazy Geeks Network. Welcome to the Lazy Geeks Podcast, our weekly news podcast that discusses news that interests us from the past week. This is for the week of March 26th, 2017. I'm Stephen Vargas. I'm Adam Riley. Yeah, you are. You sexy I try bitch. to be. You sexy I try bitch. To be. I know. Thank you. <laughs> I just I just came here today for some uh some uh some positivity is what I came here today. <laughs> right. Because that, that's what this is all about. You know? Right. <laughs> We're all about positivity here. <laughs> yeah, sure. Okay. By the way, what the fuck is Nintendo? Do- nah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I know that's yeah. We're all about being uh, positive here, and what the fuck are they doing? You know, um, so uh, it's okay. So last week, I think I'm. I, I don't know if I said it on here or if I said it like um, to you, just like by myself, because I was GameFly has been uh, has been, um, shall we say, uh wanting me back <laughs> because uh they, they tend to realize that you know um i'm not a, I'm, I'm not with them anymore and i actually i haven't and they're been. sad they're and, sad they, really. they are very sad and uh well the thing was is that i joined i tried joining them again like a i have to say like about a year or two ago i'm trying to remember but uh in any way in any case i was like you know what? I wasn't really using it, and I just I ended up just you know canceling it. So it's been a while, and then I got that infamous email. Hey, bro, you know we miss you. <laughs> you know how about you come back for just a dollar the first month? Okay. <laughs> so because the first hit's free. Because yeah, exactly. But they always get you on the comeback. That's how that's, that's right. how dealers do it. You know. That's right. So I just got my uh, copy yesterday. I still haven't played it yet. Um, Gears of War four. So oh nice. 
So I was looking at it, I'm like, well, I don't know. That might be cool because, you know, they have, they have PS3 games, Vita games, Xbox One, you know, Xbox 360. You know, I was like, you know, I was like, eh, that might be interesting to see, you know, and see what kind of shit I could get, especially for the Vita. Because I thought the Vita might be, that might be cool for the Vita, you know, but it's like 15 bucks for one game, which I guess when you think about it, it's not bad. No, it's really not. I mean, and and the way to use the the way to really use um, that service is is it's burning to, get, to rip them games and then <laughs> right to get games that are not don't have high replayability. Like you're not going to rent Skyrim from game because then now you're wasting your money. Like right, you're going right. to play a game for three months and not trade it in. You might as well just buy the fucking game. You know, <laughs> exactly. so you you get the games that you're going to burn through and then not want to play anymore. Yeah, which is kind of what I was doing with the games that I was looking at. I was like, you know, games that I was like, mm, I'm interested in playing that. Like Gears of War, I was like, I've played the other three. <laughs> you know, it's like, right? Yeah, it's just for the, you know, it's just for the Xbox. I get it. Um, so then it's kind of like, okay, well, I'll, I'll try those, and and that's kind of what the list is: is games that I'm like, uh, eh, they don't, yeah, they don't have replayability, or I wouldn't mind playing them, but I wouldn't buy them. So that that's kind of what I'm looking at for those, um, but like when they show the new release, I'm like, oh no, I'm gonna be getting that. So <laughs> I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put you on my list because I know that ain't gonna happen. But uh, but yeah, so I'm gonna try them for the month and see what happens. Um, oh yeah, and I mentioned before. Remember, I was doing the Comicsology and um, Marvel U. Yeah. So um, they I've actually let uh, the Comicsology renew. So I'm going to, uh, I'm going to do, uh, I'm doing this for a paid month. It's only seven bucks. It really wasn't well, bad. That means they won. <laughs> you let them win. I let them win. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, it's cool though because like I'm, I'm reading, not just like some image books that I've always kind of been interested in reading. Like, oh yeah, I've always wanted, but you know, you always get so far in that you never can catch up on them. So now here, you know, they have like, oh, we have volume one is out, you know, first six issues. Oh, cool. I'll read that. So then I can right. start catching up on some of those books and a lot of IDW books. So the Turtles and like Transformers and G.I. Joe and, and all that shit. Oh, and yeah. I, I like, completely forget about IDW. Yeah. I mean, it, <laughs> all the ones that you post on the fucking uh, weekend releases, they're all on there with the exception of Marvel and um, DC. But everybody else is on there. So it's kind of like, well, that's kind of cool. I can read some of those titles from other you know ones that so I even about. even the new ones are on there um for idw and stuff i don't think the newest new i think there's like i know i know lessons. with the marvel books they do um it's six, six months. months behind yeah yeah it's it's like with the netflix one? of comic books basically right yeah yeah exactly and um so now i'm doing that and then with the marvel one that's been kind of nice because i was i was reading like the first six issues of daredevil from like the 60s so you know in the yellow and black costume that he was in in the very very yeah. beginning so i was reading some of those and that's kind of cool that's kind of fun like when I'm, I'm looking at those and i'm just kind of reading them and i'm just like going going back to the original shit and seeing those or going through them by um events because they have an events calendar there too so it's kind of cool going through those so i'm kind of digging it at this point and so so i'm doing a lot of digital stuff now but yeah i was thinking about um, picking that up um Picking that up when I get, uh, I plan on getting a 10 inch tablet to match mm -hmm. my dick. 
Um, <laughs> I was thinking like... <laughs> no, I want to get I want to get a little ten inch tablet or whatever because I, I was trying the digital stuff. But I can't do it on a seven inch man. Like, it's oh, just too no. small. No, you know. So I'm gonna um, get one of those bigger ones, and I'll probably sign up for that shit. Yeah, it was kind of the thing. Like even when I had my um, my Kindle. You know, because I had the seven-inch Kindle when it first came out, and, and comics looked okay, but it still kind of felt weird. But now that I'm doing it on my iPad, which obviously bigger screen, and and I have to admit, their coloring scheme on the iPad, it's fucking beautiful. Oh, the screen is gorgeous on yeah. the iPad. Yeah, so. it makes me want one, and that's weird <laughs> for me. Like, right. I go to the store, and it's it's the iPhone too. Like, I'll I'll mm-hmm. go to the store, and they'll have all the phones set up, and when you walk by the um the apple stuff right. it just it looks like you're looking into a window yeah like you're like fuck man like <laughs> if your software just didn't suck like if your software wasn't sucking so fucking hard right i might pick your shit up <laughs> well that's the thing is that you know like with my phone i pretty much do everything on it with my ipad though i've turned it into like you know just basically my reading tablet and and when i do notes like when you were here and i did the um star trek notes with, yeah. uh, with that Bluetooth keyboard, but aside from that, I use it for um, for reading my Kindle books. My the all my all the comics ones are on there, um, you know. So in it, so for a lot of that, I use that really for that or for reading because it's also a good size to read because I don't really have to strain as hard like I do on my phone, um, and and so that's pretty much what I use the iPad for. So in in my eyes, it's like going yeah. So. It's good for the reading portion. I don't use it like other people because that's what I have the Android for. But it's like it doesn't really bother me about the OS. So, you know. Yeah. But but, any case. Um, also, I saw the uh, Flash Supergirl musical crossover this week. Yeah, I haven't seen it, but I saw the bits that you sent me from YouTube. That shit was funny. Yeah, um, it was cool. I I mean, there's some people that are like, it fucking sucked. It's like, yeah, that's because you, you know, you, you just didn't find the fun in it, you know? Yeah, it's, it's just supposed to be silly. It's not supposed to be a serious moment in yeah. the show. I mean, the, the music meister pulled him into a, into a dream state where basically you're in a musical. And the dream meister said, it's like, I didn't put you here. You put yourselves here. He goes, which was good because it could have been, you know, because even he goes, could have been like a, you know, a serious, you know, war epic or a space opera. <laughs> you know, he's like, but you put yourself in a musical. <laughs> and uh, so, you know, they're there. And of course, you have all the actors that are part of it are all that are in the um, with the exception of two, all the other regular actors that are in this dream sequence all sing. So, mm-hmm. you know, everybody in and I'm surprised, like people like win from uh the nerdy guy from um, Supergirl was in it. He has a real good voice. Um, so does Cisco, and um, and then of course Malcolm Merlin. But I thought who it was didn't pretty... sing? Um, Iris and um, the guy that plays um, Supergirl's boyfriend Monel or something like that. Oh yeah. Um, they they didn't sing, but um, you know, and and Supergirl and the Flash both had their own solos. She did a, a cover of Moon River. Because that's when the Flash comes in there, and then he looks, and she's on stage singing Moon River as like a, you know, a singer at this twenties kind of you know, club, and um, he has a he does his own solo at the end of the show, and then they do one one musical number together, and they're um, and it's called Super Friends, which was written that by was the people, which were people that was written by the 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 people that wrote um, La La Land, they wrote that song, 
Ah. And uh, I, I, it, and it felt you could feel it when you when you watch it because it's very you know peppy and kind of tongue in cheek and yeah the whole my favorite line in that whole thing was and then if you you know you can just go back and try and give it another go actually um, I'm not supposed to do that anymore right <laughs> <laughs> you know and the one thing that made it really really fun was the fact that. Barry noticed like Barry was the only one in there that really kind of took it all in. Uh, there's a moment when um, he's supposed to find um, Iris for Joe and um, and Victor Garber's character, uh, Professor Stein. They're playing. They play mobsters and they he finds him and then they're talking about like, you know, she's like, I'm in love and blah, blah, blah. And he's like and then all of a sudden you hear you see this guy in the background start playing a guitar and then all of a sudden Barry kind of looks around like the fuck is that music coming from me and then like they're singing and he's kind of like all into it and he's smiling and then when they stop he starts to clap and look around like you know like he's the only one that knows he he's in a musical like everybody else is you know doing what they're supposed to do right so it, it's stuff like that where <laughs> and in the beginning music meister they start this song and the music meister takes off his coat and Barry goes don't take off your coat and then he throws it and then Barry looks and goes, where'd it go? <laughs> you know, because like yeah. always in a musical when they take off their go, the, the, it disappears. Like it, yeah. it goes somewhere and he's like, where'd it go? <laughs> so, but it was, it was cool. I enjoyed it. Um, I actually got the um, uh, the music for it because I thought the music was cool and it was fun. And um, I, I really did. Store was very simple, you know. So I thought it was it was, it was was a cool, fun little, little ditty. And uh, I thought, it, you know, I... I you know, I'm not sure exactly how much further they can go if they bring Muses Meister back, but um, you know, it just it was it was fun. It was it was an episode because I know, like, especially with the Flash, it's been kind of deep, you know, and kind of emotional stuff. So this was ni- a nice little, hey, like a standalone issue in a way, you know, that kind of links the two stories together. But it, it's it, almost it, like a, it's almost like an annual. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, definitely, very much like an annual, and just kind of fun little moment and there you go <laughs> so oh yesterday this I, I was like i was gonna tell you i was gonna message you this yesterday have you been noticing i don't know how often you go through you know um facebook on your phone but you know how sometimes when you go through facebook you see like the videos in your um, feed and then they kind of they play without sound you know yeah have you noticed that some of them, some of those videos get interrupted by ads? Yeah. I was like, what the fuck is that about? Like, Facebook trying to make some money. I'm like, I'm watching this and it's like, you know, in certain sites, like, uh, I, I, I watch the Dodo cause I'm a, I'm an, I'm an animal person, you know? So I'm watching this and I'm looking at this one and I'm, I'm not even looking at it with sound. And then all of a sudden it's like ad coming up in five, four. And it's like right in the middle of the video. I'm like, and it, I think it's even worse because they do the countdown. You're like, yeah. stop it. Yeah, and it's like, if you're gonna do that, be fucking YouTube and do it in the beginning, right? You know, actually, YouTube got really bad when they did the um, uh, Super Bowl, the halftime show, because so many people were watching it, it would interrupt every five minutes with an ad. Well, YouTube, YouTube will do an ad in the middle if it's really long. So like if it's something that's like an hour or something like that, you can you'll catch an ad in the middle. Well, it was fifteen minutes. It yeah, was that's fi- not long enough. Yeah, fifteen minutes, and they had like three breaks for ads. 
because well, they, because everybody's please, watching it. Let's let's that was planned. Yeah. Like they just had so many people watching. Like we're gonna get this ad revenue. Right. Like, that's that's all that was <laughs> because everyone's complaining, but they're not gonna turn it off. Right. You know. So it actually, really matter. actually, if um, I would watch it on my uh, television, and uh, it fucked up. It it fucked it up. Like it actually ended the video. No shit. Yeah, it fucked it up a couple of times where you actually had to go back to the beginning of the video, and then go through it. It was again yeah, that I was like. I was like, you t- what are you doing, Google? Come on, or Alphabet, Google. or Alphabet, whatever the fuck oh, you yeah, go Alphabet. by, <laughs> whatever the fuck you go by. I don't. <laughs> First of all, who who named the company Alphabet? Like that's that's what I wanted. That's the stupidest fucking name for a company. <laughs> you know, because we got it handled A to Z, bro. Uh, <laughs> shut the fuck up. You know, it was like two guys in a boardroom that were just fucking smoking so much shit, smoking and, all that weed, and they're dude. like, they're like, hey, bro. Alphabet, because we got an A to Z, bro. Oh my God! Okay, we're millionaires. We're millionaires. Right, we're millionaires. Exactly. (laughs) It's like, no, you work for them, fucker. (laughs) No, you still a bitch. You know they smoking the size of that weed from like up in smoke. (laughs) Right. They don't even know what's going on. (laughs) I wonder what Great Dane tastes like. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. But yeah, I was thinking like, okay, come on, we need to fucking calm down on these ads. Like, put them in the beginning or at the end. Don't fucking put it up in the middle. Because I'm not going to, because that's the thing, I'm not going to sit through and watch the ad. No matter how much the story entices me, I'm not going to sit there through a 15 second ad. Especially because, especially because when it's online, yeah, they, they don't make no sense. Like where they put it. Like at least in TV, there's a break right. in the show. <laughs> right. You know, and you're like, okay, you know, it leaves you kind of either... Like oh I really want to see what happens next or whatever. Right. You get that Fuck you it. get that tension builder and then it's that little cliffhanger that dun 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 dun. dun, dun, dun. <laughs> but then like here you're like and then Fluffy likes to and th- this time Dodge is giving you it's like fuck you. Like what what what, what about Fluffy though? <laughs> I need to know about Fluffy. Fuck you, Dodge. <laughs> and then it starts. Dodge a, suck this dick. <laughs> <laughs> then you get the hashtag boycott Dodge and then and then it just leads into a whole thing that Dodge didn't even expect. You know, and they're upset about it. Yeah, and then you got you know you got marches about it. It's just it's just a whole it's a whole issue. So well, whoa, I'm having right. I'm having issues. Over here. <laughs> I can hear you over here. My mount that. my mount just decided to not grab onto the table anymore. <laughs> uh, so I think I'm going to be holding the microphone. <laughs> Next, coming up to the stage. You know? Oh Jesus! Oh man. All right, well, Adam's falling apart over there. I think it's time we go to uh, our one awesome thing. <laughs> so, my one awesome thing this week. We've if you've seen Rogue One, most of you probably have really just been like, "Oh, Rogue One makes me want to watch A New Hope." Because I know after watching that, the, the the few times I have, I'm like, I gotta watch A New Hope. Right oh yeah, because it goes right into and it. And then, uh, so, yeah, and it because it does. It's like five. It's like literally like right into the beginning of a new hope so somebody has gone ahead and and done that for you um according to uh the daily dot uh vimeo user beret fong actually took the last scene basically when vader goes into his action mode uh from rogue one and then spliced it with the very beginning of a new hope and it plays 
so fucking well. I've watched it a million times. Mostly because I like seeing Vader kind of go a little ballistic. Um, yeah, I did that. I did that on my own. Where <laughs> I just I just played the movie right after Rogue One, and it it, it literally seemed yeah (laughs) and that's that and 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 this here it's a it's a 10 minute clip you can um i have the link in the show notes if you guys haven't already seen it now it's about 10 minutes and uh it just it's just so fucking cool to watch and then you know and but it does kind of set vader up better because you know here he you know he breaks some dude's neck and he's kind of already you know like some people have said he's already amped up to 10 when it starts so it kind of gives you know vader that whole thing of like you know i'm pissed off don't fuck with me and in the in the story on the nerdist it was like you know um they're like you know princess Leia knows vader knows and it makes her you know it's like you know the the insistence of that guy is like you know if you're you know we're on a diplomatic mission to alderaan it's like fuck you vader (laughs) you know (laughs) i know you know but i'm still gonna die (laughs) <laughs> dude i saw a meme today that was hilarious it was like i um it was vader and leia from a new hope and vader's like i don't like the idea of you going around with the with the uh, smuggler and she's and then she goes well i don't care what you think in fact let's go ask mom about it oh wait and then vader's like i've had enough of you you go to your room <laughs> that's fucked up <laughs> i was like damn <laughs> But uh, that that it's a really cool little video. So if you guys haven't checked it out, the links in the notes. So first and foremost, after I read about my one awesome thing, and Steve goes on about something else, <laughs> I'm gonna quickly fix the mount because I figured out how to fix it, but I can't do it one handed. Um, <laughs> I can do some things one handed. I was about to say, I'm like, uh, I'm sure you can do a lot of things. So this one was actually a quick change because the one I originally had, um, they updated it and it was incorrect. Um, So researchers have been testing a compound that can activate the DNA repair process and reverse the effects of aging in mice. Um, Interesting. (laughs) In an article article on Science Alert, uh, lead researcher David Sinclair from the University of New South Wales, that's UNSW, if you guys are looking to learn in Australia and the Harvard <laughs> medical school in Boston uh, talked about the effects of cellular mechanisms, blah, blah, blah. So basically this is the situation. They figured out how to reverse aging in mice. Now at first you're going to be like, who fucking cares? It's mice. They test all the human shit on mice. So, because I guess our DNA sequences are pretty similar. It doesn't look like it on the surface, but they are. Those and are, if you those look are, at that one person's face, you're kind of like, it kind of looks like you mousy. See it. You it, see mousy. It. Everyone, you know? everyone knew that girl that kind of had that like, where the top teeth were a little longer than they should. Right. And just like, just, I, just mousy. Yeah. You know what I mean? But um, I know this isn't a mouse, but she, if she, if she was hot, she looked like um the girl bunny from Space Jam. Oh, there you, you know, go. Something like that. You know what I mean? Like, you see, you'd still go there. <laughs> But there's you just something probably about you it. probably wouldn't brag about it, right? There's there's some there's some uh, what's that witches movie where they turn the kids into mice? Like again, this is kind of that oh. thing going on, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, right. but it is what it is. Uh, I just thought this was cool because it was just that new that fucking new age science going on. Um, but then it it begs the question: is it is it good that no one dies because we have? <laughs> <laughs> right. We have uh we have a population issue currently. Right. You know, so um it is what it is. 
stuff like this is only for rich people anyway. They don't want to keep poor people living. And and if you really want to to know what the ramifications of of, of slowing the aging or reversing the aging process, just look at that um, at that Star Trek episode when that admiral tried to reverse his age. Uh, it didn't end well for him. No, it didn't. Just saying. No, it didn't. No. And he still needed to repent for his sins when he gave weapons to both sides or whatever. I forget. Yeah. What but did. don't, but don't put it. Don't, don't, don't. We don't want to get on a soapbox, you know, and, and, and. Listen, he was a dick in that episode. Oh, yeah. Too. He was a total dick in that episode. Like, I think you need to sit the fuck down. Relax. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So on that note, I guess it's time we jump into some headlines. So, if you've been living under a rock for, oh, I don't know, the la- this past weekend, first of all, you need to get out more, is really what, what, what we're trying to say. Um, but the new Justice League trailer came out, or the first Justice League trailer, because a lot of people keep saying, like, well, we've already had one. No, we actually had that little um, Comic-Con one that they released, um, but now we had the official first trailer of justice league which is surprising because given that there's still like what eight months till the um till the movie's actually released i'm surprised we haven't had four with a bunch of behind the scenes um videos and all that stuff yet because you know how studios like to get jump on that early um so here we have uh batman the flash wonder woman um aquaman we even get a shot of uh, commissioner gordon who according to adam looks a lot like sam elliott <laughs> No, just for a second, bro. I thought it sounded like Sam Elliott. I was like, no, they did. That's too much. That would actually be really fucking badass if Sam Elliott was Commissioner Gordon with that mustache, way, bro. Side note, I fixed the mount, bro. Uh, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> At least I think I fixed it. Yeah, until, until I hear this crash again, you know. Um, no, I, I, it was funny because I saw it coming off. I was like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. Because it's mounted, it's mounted to a table that's rounded. So it's like, I don't know. It's what I got. You know, I'm thinking about <laughs> drilling a hole the size of the of the fucking mount mm-hmm. right into my desk and then just just popping it in there. <laughs> you know. Suddenly everything happened in slow motion. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm sitting there trying really delicately not to move anything so it doesn't make noise like this. You know, the, yeah, all of a sudden I'm hearing really this little shit. pop, pop, pop. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing over there? <laughs> it's all happening so fast. <laughs> It's all connected. Um, so <laughs> it makes no sense. Um, so yeah. So uh, I really i I have to admit. I mean, yeah. There's already people like, um, uh, you know, yeah. It's it looks awesome, and it's but you know, the same thing happened with the story. You know, Batman v Superman looked the same way, and then you know the story. And yeah, I mean, there's still possibilities that the story could be weak. Um, but you know. I you know I, I put the and for the for this I actually put up uh put up the video on the website and I even said we know it's gonna make a shitload of money because it's Justice League. It's gonna be yeah. the same thing as what happened when the first Avengers movie came out. Cause here you have everybody together for the first time, and of course everybody's like, The fuck we we're Superman. We don't see anything with Superman. Okay, cause the last time and somebody put a meme on this already, they showed um Doomsday and then it's like 
what the fuck they're showing doomsday they ruined the whole fucking movie now and then they they show this one they're like where the fuck is superman what happened with superman it's like motherfucker shut the hell up first of all you know what happened with superman <laughs> and i'm gonna be real i think superman's gonna make a comeback in this movie too oh yeah oh he will because we all remember the scene at the end of batman versus superman where the the magnetics was fucking up right. and the dirt was like Wah. you know so look <laughs> pay attention but jet fuel doesn't melt steel beams. Okay, it's all connected. <laughs> Superman's death was an inside job. <laughs> it kind of was. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of. <laughs> um, but you know, um, looking at it and everything like that, I, I thought it looked cool. Um, I mean, <laughs> Jason Momoa as Aquaman, dressed up as a bat. I dig it. I'm like, yeah. Is he a fucking wrestler now? Like. Can I just like you how, dig it. I just like how he's super low key, right? <laughs> like out of all the characters, I think Aquaman is going to be the least like the comics, but they're doing that on purpose. Oh yeah, like I like the Aquaman in the current comic. Books. Oh yeah, yeah, in the current comics, he's awesome. You know, but most people don't remember that one. They remember <laughs> Super the Friends, Super Friends, baby. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, I'm 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 for it. I can't wait for it to come out and. Um, He's got that trident, bitch. It's like, oh, he's gonna. It's kind of crazy though because they don't have Superman, but that's okay. Like we get why. Um, but it, I, I would have. I'm happy that Justice League is coming out, but I wouldn't have mind waiting an extra year to get that Green Lantern out so we could put Green Lantern in. Well, that... it just feels weird to me that Green Lantern's not in there. Yeah, I mean that's the thing is like with a lot of these. Um, I know they're doing their own thing, and and I know it's like. You know, we don't. We're not going to follow Marvel's lead, but I really, to be honest, I I would have been willing to wait for Justice League so we could get everybody else's movies out. Yeah, you know, we could get like like Batman versus Superman. Okay, fine. We don't need Batman in it, and then you get Wonder Woman, Aquaman. You know, you uh, Cyborg. We get you know if if Batman's kind of you know you know uh, what do you call it uh, sprinkled in. Fine, but I don't think we really need a Batman movie. But if we, as long as we got the other characters that we've never seen before on the screen, the Flash movie and everything, and then we get a Justice League movie, I think that would probably be better. And I think that's why the Avengers worked the way it did, because we had all those characters developed. We knew what to expect from them. And then we got to see them in a whole new scenario. Right. So, I mean, we'll just have to see, because I think this kind of pigeonholes some of those future movies with like the way Zack Snyder is going to depict Aquaman. That's how Aquaman needs to be depicted later on. Same because thing with same thing the, with Flash. Having Justice League come out now, now it makes all the future movies prequels, right? Unless unless they're doing something else, right? But I I doubt that. Well, Green Lantern won't be a prequel because Green Lantern's not in Justice League, right? Um, Superman's already got let's just say two movies under his belt. Um, the Batman movie, who knows what they're going to do with that? Right? Like, there's so. The Batman movie is the biggest one with me because there is so much they could do and so much they shouldn't do at the right. same time. You yeah. know, um, I I wish they could get Jared Leto back and just do a Joker flick too with yeah. with Batman. I think that would be super dope, but I I doubt they'll do it. Yeah. Um. Even though it would be great if Batman was up against Jared Leto, Joker, and Harley Quinn, bruh. Oh yeah, that'd be too much. We get that backstory from Batman v Superman, or um, from Suicide Squad. You right. get that backstory, you know, the, when you know he finally gets them and takes them to Arkham and stuff like that. So that would be actually really cool. But yeah, I know it's just 
it just feels a little weird. And then, like I said, it pigeonholes the other stories, include and Cyborg too, because it's like okay, the way they're depicted in Justice League, they have to get there, you know. But it's kind yeah, of Cy- Cyborg's going to have to be a pre. Yeah, because it's a little bit like the comics, you know. Sometimes you get like you get the way they are now, you know. You, you get that five year jump, you know, that DC loves doing. Yeah, they do. <laughs> that fucking annoys me so bad. It's like, okay, now we have a news, you know, new comic coming out. Takes place five years later. Okay. <laughs> it's like, I hate like, you. Calm, calm down. <laughs> uh, all right. All right. So moving right along, ladies and gentlemen. Um, J- How the fuck do you pronounce the name J-Y-N? I'm going to say Jen. It's been, uh, they called her Jane. All right. I have a friend that spells Victoria V O C Vic no V I C Vic T O R E I N or E I N fuck I can't even spell it because it's wrong. It's like why it's just like mothers in the nineties yeah. lost their fucking mind. I know. I, know? I do the same thing too because I do, you know, criminal backgrounds and it's like, no, no, I'm not no. You didn't no, you're not doing it this way. I'm gonna start naming my name. I'm going to start saying my name with two M's. A-D-A-M-M. <laughs> no, you, you do um, You do a bunch of silent letters. It's Adam. Yeah. Okay, how do you spell that? A-Y-I-D-E-A-Y. Hashtag seven. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> Hashtag Prometheus. M. Or you could be super, or you could be the epitome of pompous and say, no, I'm the artist formerly known as Adam. <laughs> the prince lost his mind on that one, too. Yeah, I know, right? Um, all right, so Jane. Jane Urso's fate uh, wasn't also, or wasn't always fatal in Rogue One, Star Wars story. Now, we've heard rumors about this, um, that, well, we know there was an alternate ending and that they might not have died. And I remember we spoke about this where um, the people, Marvel making the movie, they made a happy ending because they're like, well, this is what Disney's going to want. And then they sat down with Disney, and Disney's like, dude, do whatever you feel you need to do yeah. to, to make the movie work. We're trying to make some money up here. We ain't <laughs> game. So speaking with EW, Gary Whitta, uh, who co-wrote Rogue One's story, discussed the original happier ending for the Star Wars film. He explained that even though the plan all, always was to kill off the entire crew, they were worried Disney wouldn't approach on the dark side. So he's going to go into this now. Um so with that in mind, uh, Widow went about devising another narrative for Rogue One, in which Bodai, Rook, Chirut, Emwe, and Baz Malbus didn't exist. Meanwhile, Urso was a rebel sergeant instead of an imprisoned criminal. In fact, some of the toys that are sold still say Sar- Sergeant um, Jane Urso, said Widow. By, by the time we changed that, some of the toys were already in production. Urso would survive the Scarif assault in Rogue One's original ending, along with Cassian. 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 Fucking Star Wars. Like, stop it. (laughs) Cassian Andor, uh, though he had a different name back then, and they they would actually take plans off of Scarif instead of beaming them up. Uh, Another quote, a rebel ship came down and got them off the surface, would have said. The transfer of the plans happened later. They jumped away and later Leah's ship came, or I'm sorry, Leah's ship. I know her name. <laughs> Leah's ship um, came in from Alderaan to help them. The ship-to-ship data transfer happened off Scarif. Um, Darth Vader would still appear, this time destroying Urso's ship, 
but she would use an escape pod surviving with Cassian at the end. In fact, the reveal would echo Han Solo in the Millennium Falcon's getaway from a Star Destroyer in The Empire Strikes Back, similar to how they hid among garbage. Uh, Urso and Cassian would camouflage themselves through the wreckage of the ship. But to be clear, Witta and the rest of the creative team, like director Gareth Edwards, were never sold on this version. The fact that we had to jump through so many hoops to keep them alive was the writing was the writing gods telling us that if they were meant to live, it wouldn't be this difficult, said Witta. Uh, we, we decided they should die on the surface of Scarif, and that was the way it ended. So now that we know what the original ending was, I think the, I think the, the ending they, they put in the movie was better. Oh, yeah. Because what he said is true. It is too many... You had to bend too many fucking laws of physics just to get them to to survive. Right. It, it, you could see that they were forcing it. Like we we have to let the main characters live. Like right. it was that kind of thing. Yeah. And I, I can see why Disney was like, nah, you just do do what what best for the movie. Right. And that's the thing is that like for me, I particularly at the end of the movie when I when they all die. Spoiler alert! Yeah, if you haven't seen it yet, um, what are you doing? First of all, I know um, Jesus. But uh, uh, I was at the end, I was like, I'm really, you know, it it sucked to say, but it was kind of like, I'm kind of glad they let him die. Like it was it, it made the it made the effort more noble. Yeah, know? exactly. It, it, because, you know, they're talking about the risks of it and, and all of that. And they knew the risk going in. And, and what well, made them it made them martyrs of the rebellion. Right. And it really kind of puts and it. It really does put a different um, a different uh, tension with a new hope because now it's like continuing the story, making those plans get to, you know, um, the rebel Alliance and the, the people that, you know, the, the lives that it took to get that, that far. So, yeah, I mean, I, I was, I was always happy that at the, that, that end is the one that they used as opposed to them living, which I think would have been like a little, yeah, like, Oh, where everything worked out, yeah. you know, like, oh, whatever. <laughs> right. You know? <laughs> then it would have really felt Disney. Yeah. I would have, ex- I would have expected uh, everyone to jump in a song or something. You know, <laughs> expect Tinkerbell to end yeah. it with the credits. You know. <laughs> uh, all right, moving on into gaming news. So, GameStop announced this week that it will close about 150 of its stores this year due to low-performing holiday sales report. The closing stores will target non-productive stores, and their recent earnings reports state that they will close between one and two, and or I'm sorry, between two and three percent of its stores worldwide. On an upside, they said it would open 35 stores in its collectible line and 65 new quote-unquote technology brand stores, which include Sprint Mobile, AT&T, and Cricket Wireless. The company reported a 19.3% decline in new software sales and new hardware sales were down 29.1%. The decline is profound given that both the new PlayStation 4 model and the PlayStation VR console launched right before the holidays. The company blamed, quote, aggressive console promotions by other retailers on Thanksgiving and Black Friday, end quote, as well as, quote, weak sales from certain AAA titles, end quote. While not calling out the company by name, Activision has been widely reported that Call of Duty Infinite Warfare had, quote unquote, underperformed by Activision standards, and NPD noted that physical copies of the game were down 50% from the previous year's launch of Black Ops 3. Um, so, Adam and I talked about this earlier, and 
I think a lot of it is because you can fucking get the games anywhere. We've also decided that we will be buying the 150 stores and naming them the Lazy Geeks Emporium. <laughs> <laughs> and we will hack them, right? right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, the thing is, is like with a lot of that, I, and I, I have to say that, yeah, you know, going into Black Friday, you know, Target and Walmart and Best Buy and all of them really were pushing like, you know, oh, get these with this and all these bundles and stuff like that. And the thing is, is that GameStop isn't the only place in town anymore. And and I think that's what kind of hurts it. And I think by this point, too, people know that it's like, well, if I buy the game from GameStop, I'm never I'm not going to get this much back. You know, so I think well, I think I think, too, because GameStop's still living off the high of when they beat um, Game Crazy and EB Toys. Hmm. So that used to be the three that was that was the trinity of where you buy game games and shit. And then those two broke down because GameStop just killed them. They had hmm. better deals. Everything was tight. And ever since then, GameStop's been getting pricier. The um, the trade in values are going down and they just been really tightening their wallets on it. And now you have online service. They don't have to pay for overhead. Right. You know, and stuff like that. And they're just killing them. It's the same thing that happened to Blockbuster. Yeah. Well, I mean, even if you look at like when Adam and Adam and I recently went to a GameStop because I picked up um, Adam's uh, Xbox 360. Okay. And yeah, it's an older console, wh- whatever. But we go into GameStop to look at, you know, because I, it needed a controller. Um, so we went into GameStop. I think they had nothing. Yeah. Like literally nothing in that. Like, I get it. It's one generation behind, but shit, not you, you know what I mean? Like if you're still you, selling con, you know, consoles of that, you know. And GameStop it didn't used to be that way. Mm. Used to roll into GameStop and and even GameStop they're 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 their own worst enemy because they're moving most stuff to their online. GameStop's online store is pretty dope. You know what I mean? You could buy used games and stuff like that, but now they they've like, "Oh, well we don't need the old shit then." Right. And then in which case it sends me to Amazon because I can get it on Amazon, you know, a refurbed or a new or, or even fucking go to Groupon and get shit like that, you know, and, and bypass GameStop all entirely. Or if you're even a fucking member of Amazon Prime, you get 20% off pre-sale, pre-orders of games. Yeah. So it's like, well, fuck it, you know, because I did. Well, you... I was just going to say, go ahead, I did. Go I, ahead, I'm sorry. I did that. Um, I'm trying to remember what game I pre-ordered, but. I did that with them, and then all of a sudden I was like, okay, 60 bucks, and then all of a sudden I got charged like 50 or something like that, and I'm like, what the fuck? And then I looked, and I was like, oh, because I pre-ordered it, and I was an Amazon Prime customer, I got 20% off. So I was right. like, oh, sweet, okay. And I think, too, um, with especially if you have Xbox Live or you have uh, PlayStation Plus, you get the free games, yeah. and it's making people much more comfortable with buying digital copies of games. Yeah. And... I mean, I, I've been on the Xbox Store uh, as well as the um, the uh, the PlayStation Store, and you can find some dope deals on oh, there. Yeah. They're they're running weekly deals, yeah. you know, especially with some older titles like it, with the Xbox 360. They the Xbox 360 titles, you get no joke deals on the fucking Xbox Store. Okay, like, and it's it's just it's that kind of stuff. We we're just seeing the technology move a different direction, and GameStop is becoming irrelevant. Right. And then now, especially with the Xbox and the PlayStation, you know, you basically are just using the physical disc just to put the game on the on the hard drive. It, yeah, and then the, then the disc is just it becomes a key. Yeah, and which it, an annoying key <laughs> that you have to go find. Right, 
and and that's the thing of like the last the last time i i mean you know like every other week you know sony's having a flash sale a lot of times yeah. i go and i go oh shit they have that and i'm downloading those games because oh shit it's a good deal and even target too you know i'll go to target and i'll find i mean that was one of the things i got with i bought infinite warfare which i still haven't played but i bought the the combo one that had the uh modern warfare the the remastered but i got it for like 45 bucks from target and it was like you know it was like going oh shit i didn't realize i thought it was like 50 but then it was like i got an extra the guy knew there was a coupon and he gave me the coupon and so i ended up paying like 45 for it you know around the holidays so i was like oh sweet okay you know so you know it, it that's the thing is i think you know gamestop yeah is gonna pretty much probably start going the way of the dodo pretty soon I think it will take it will take a while, but it, it it's going that way. Yeah. Like because you can tell that they're doing a lot of like last minute things to try to be relevant. Like they they've tried to sell like Thinky. I was really ex- yeah they bought Thinky, but then I was I was excited about um they were gonna sell retro games, but the prices oh I know on the website I'm like why they, they charge me twenty. They ain't retro pricing, I can tell you that. You charge me twenty bucks for a game that one is common. Mm. Like I could walk into a U shop and find it. Like they had Legend of Zelda. Like I get it, it's a gold cart, but it's not an uncommon game. It's mm-hmm. easy to find for the regular Nintendo. It's selling for like thirty bucks. I'm like, you could suck this dick. <laughs> like that I was like, You're out of your mind. I mean the guy looked at you weird when you said that, but you know, hey. But then again, you have people so if 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 the person isn't a diehard collector and he wants the old school one. You have a Nintendo console. You could buy that from the fucking B shop or yeah. the whatever shop, the virtual, virtual shop, yeah, whatever. You know, <laughs> and you could buy it for. I can buy the original Legend, Legend of Zelda on my 2DS for like six dollars. It's the same game, yeah. As long as I'm not, and I'm not knocking people that are like, I want the original experience. I understand that, you know what I mean. And, and those people definitely have their venues to get that. But for people who just want to play an old school game. You know, especially younger people who weren't around when the regular NES was out or whatever. Right. I'm not gonna give a fuck about playing it on the old console. They just want to play the game. Yeah. You know, so it's it's um I'm telling you, all the stuff they do, they even sell digital copies. Now I went to GameStop and I don't I don't even know why I did it. I just did it because it was there. <laughs> but they had um Which Link's is what Awakening. I do, which is what I do when I go there. Right. They had Link's Awakening for um the three D S or two D S. I was like, oh, that's that old school joint. Like, I want, I want to get that. It's just a download code. Yeah, it's all, and I'm, and it was. They didn't even hand me anything. It was on the receipt. <laughs> yeah, I was like, well, I could have just fired up the fucking the shop on my on my two DS. Like, I don't even have to go to the computer, <laughs> and I could have ordered it right there. You know what I mean? So it's it's all the things they do that you're like, oh, that's cool. You can do it somewhere else. Yeah, they just don't want you to know about it. And I mean, yeah, I get it. You can go into the store and you can get it. And, and oh, my God, you don't have to wait. But like you said, Amazon, I mean, if you pre-order a title, you're going to get it that first day. Oh, yeah. You'll you know, get it's it going to come right in your map at the latest the next day. Right. And if you are if you're that fucking impatient, you need to get a job. <laughs> and there's, there's other things to do. You know what I mean? All right. So speaking of video games, Xboxes, all that, um, Microsoft. Sweet Microsoft continues to modify the Xbox One experience, this time adding Arena, custom game gamer picks, and more. First of all, don't be clapping for custom gamer picks. They used to have that. Right. I hate Microsoft Steady does that, dude, on everything they put out. 
<laughs> they put out the new thing and it doesn't have something and then they go, oh, let's bring this back. And it's like a new feature. Right. Though. Like, get the fuck out of here. It's like Apple when, you know, when they do something that everybody else has been doing for years, but then suddenly everybody thinks Apple invented it or Apple makes you think they invented it. Right. And most people fall for it. But there's one dude in the back like, I see you, motherfucker. I see what you're doing. <laughs> so over on Xbox Wire, Microsoft announced that tournaments will roll out to Xbox Insiders this month. Uh, unveiled at E3 2016, Arena will let Xbox One players participate in competitions through the Xbox One Dash, with ESL uh, already creating an event for World of Tanks. Um, in addition, custom gamer picks will let you upload an image for your avatar. This is possible through Xbox One, a Windows 10 PC, or even your smartphone. That's one thing that uh, Microsoft's been killing it, man. The, the Xbox is so seam- seamlessly connected. To, to the phone and to the computer. It, it's just, it's a beautiful thing. Too bad they didn't the... do that with the Windows phone. I know. Too right? soon? Well, actually, too soon? The, no, the Xbox, the Xbox app for the Windows phone was solid too. It's just nobody used it. Yeah, but the operative um, word was was. <laughs> your profile will also soon make it possible to join a broadcast and view tournament history. Changes are coming to my games and apps too. Microsoft finally allow for filtering of Xbox One and 360 games. Thank you. Yeah. It's starting to get ridiculous, now <laughs> especially when you have a ton, when you have a ton of shit, and you're just like, "Oh wait, that's a 360 game." <laughs> well, I don't know. Do they have this feature or not? Can I put it in list view? Like, I, I would prefer it in list view. Yeah, I don't really think so. I have too much shit on my Xbox. Um, regarding regarding clubs and looking for group, uh, there are a laundry list of tweaks on the way. For example, there will be vetting cards for LF, LFG post creators. You'll find LFG posts from the Achievements tab, and clubs can upload custom picks just like you can profiles. While this system update will arrive for Xbox Insiders this month, there is no timetable for all console owners, and these aren't the only things Microsoft is working on. There's no timetable because they give them to the Insiders. The Insiders are basically beta tests. Yeah. So if they see that the Insiders are using it and nothing's wrong with it, make a few minor tweaks, then they'll roll it out to everybody else because Insiders don't get to complain <laughs> because they're Insiders. Right. Um, well, they do complain and then they tweak them, but they're the ones that, that get right. the, they're the ones oh, that also, actually get listened to. Xbox One is getting a new guide in the near future along with other additions. Plus, Microsoft recently revealed Xbox Game Pass. That Game Pass has me pumped, yeah, dude. I'm, I'm, That's where it's at, yeah. dude. I'm looking forward to that. I'm signing up for that. No no question. Um, I'm looking at a little image of the new, new guy view. It looks real sexy. I, I did hear um, that they're going to drop that split screen view that you can do. Um, I don't know if that's a rumor or not, but that's kind of a bummer. My kids actually use that every time they're playing a game. So they'll have like Minecraft up. And then on the, the sidebar, they'll have a YouTube video, maybe playing some music or, or something like that. Hmm. You know, and I always thought that was kind of dope that it could do it. They, to the point that my youngest son doesn't want to play the PS4 because it doesn't do that. <laughs> and I, I, I had to sit him down and go, son, the Xbox isn't going to be able to do that soon. And it was like, it wasn't he's, just this feature. He's like, you was, told him Santa didn't exist. <laughs> right. It wasn't just because of this feature. I realized it was the first time I had to explain to him that something you like you don't fully control <laughs> like, they can change it whenever the fuck they want man if and you if you didn't make face. it if you didn't make it you have no control over it the look on his face is poor bastard i was like i'm so sorry <laughs> <laughs> and he kind of looked at me like i fucked it i'm like look i didn't change it well why did you, you make know? that allow them to change it daddy i i if i if i could i wouldn't have <laughs> i'm gonna be real though with with um 
these updates coming up, I'm liking the tournament thing, and I know they'll have a viewer thing. Watch, I, I enjoy watching tournament, uh, video game tournament. But then also with this Game Pass, I, <laughs> I, I really haven't been playing my Xbox. I've been kind of PC game, but I'm thinking about picking up that controller real soon. Yeah. Because I'm just liking what I'm seeing. Yeah, that should be a lot of fun. I'm looking, yeah. when I heard about that Game Pass, I was like, okay. Okay. <laughs> um, Oh, uh, speaking of which, this just kind of came out. Well, actually, I'll mention this when we get into technology because it's really more of a technology thing. So, yeah, keep it, keep it consistent. <laughs> <laughs> so, moving on to comics. Oh. In comic news this week, DC Comics has chosen Fan Expo Dallas to announce the hugely secretive Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo Batman event planned for this year. Early last week, DC teased the reveal of two quote-unquote dark day one-shots from writers and frequent collaborators Snyder and James Tinian IV and superstar artist Lee and Andy Kubert and John Romita Jr. Quote, Greg Capullo calls it our Batman heavy metal rock opera, Snyder told CBR with a laugh. It's going to be big epic Batman story with flaming armor and over-the-top capstone to a lot of other stuff that we've done with him. It's all mapped out. It's just been, I've just been out to Burbank with Jeff Johns going over it and going over what he's doing. It was great. It was one of the best story meetings I've ever had. We sat there for a couple of days and really tightened up some screws. Jeff was incredibly generous and helpful with it. The two one-shots, Dark Days The Forge, is scheduled for release on June 14th, and Dark Days The Casting is set for July 12th. The stories are said to explore a mystery that will, quote, reveal the dark underbelly of the DC universe, end quote. And it's kind of cool because, you know, Snyder's great at doing Batman stories. He is. He's, you know, his whole run on Batman during the 52 was fucking amazing. And um, so I'm, I'm, and then him with Greg Capullo um, does some, and they both did the whole Batman series in the new 52. I'm really excited for it. I, I'm kind of like, Ooh, I want to see what they do. And Capullo too keeps it, keeps Snyder grounded a little bit. He's getting a little too much. Right. Cause, cause Snyder, Snyder, like I've always said, Snyder is a super DC fan. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that fanboy gets, gets to him. And he starts doing things that are in a different plane. And and you have to be him to understand what's <laughs> happening. You know, so I think that's good little team up, you know, and um I like what he does in the comics. I, I have no complaint with that. Anyway. That's it's kind of weird that you're doing the DC story right. after the Marvel story. Yeah, I know. It um, is kind of it's a little weird. My story isn't is just new solicitations, ladies and gentlemen. Marvel mm -hmm. Comics released their full lineup of solicitations for June 2017, to, um, today, someday, earlier. Uh, <laughs> the Secret Empire crossover will grow bigger that month, with several new tie-ins making, um, making air debut. Uh, also, also, look for several major new additions to the Marvel lineup, including Darth Vader, the Spectacular Spider-Man, and the Defenders. So, the link is in the show notes, as always, because IGN, did it big with this article it, they, they have breakdowns of every book yeah. for june like there's a i am not reading this whole thing <laughs> um so the little excerpt in the beginning we have the new series that are coming out in june so we have darth vader number one and two and we're all looking forward to that because if it's anything like the the previous vader run that just ended 
I'm reading it. Well, this is supposed to be the story that I think you brought up a couple of weeks ago about, you know, him forging the new lightsaber, his, you know, that yeah. kind of origin. How he how he got the red lightsaber. Yeah. Dude, if you if you don't read this, you're not a Star Wars fan. That's oh, straight yeah. up. You know, because this this is a big and the old the old Darth Vader is out in trade now, so you got to read that. That is, I'm going to pick that one up because I missed a bunch of the the issues. Um, we got the Defenders number one, obviously. Um, tying in every tying in some stuff and getting getting everybody ready for the show coming out. Um, Edge of Venom verse number one. I mean, if you're into it, I get Uh, (laughs) Iceman number one and two. Uh, we got Peter Parker, the Spectacular Spider-Man number one. I always have to read at least the first few issues of a new of a new Spider-Man book. I have to. Yeah, this one's supposed you know. to have. I, it, it's just funny because it's it's like I kind of went back in time when I was looking at that. I was like, okay, it's going to tie in loosely with Amazing Spider-Man, which when I was a kid, yeah, there were they're going back. They're going back to grassroots with it. Yeah, and, it, and when I was a kid, when I, when I was a kid, there was Peter Parker, the Spectacular Spider-Man, and Amazing Spider-Man, and right. and you know those were the always the two that I had, and there were always slight crossovers with it, but it was kind of like, okay, so did I just turn? Did I just go back to like being nine again? Like what happened? If I re- if I remember correctly, Spectacular Spider-Man is the one that it's not as heavy, right. as Amazing. Yeah. It's more fun, you know, and right. stuff like that. And Amazing Spider-Man. I mean, Amazing Spider-Man is where you had uh, the symbiont suit, that whole right, that right, whole narrative, right. and and Gwen Stacy dying and stuff like that. Yeah, that that was the heavier issue. And I'm going to be honest. Look at if we look at um, what. Amazing Spider-Man's been doing the last couple of years. I think they need a little lightheartedness. Yeah. Because it, it's been getting a little too... <laughs> it's been a, a little too round. real. It's been a little yeah, too like, real. <laughs> we're, too many tears have been shed. <laughs> um, we got a bunch of Secret Empire books. Secret Empire Brave New Worlds 1 and 2. Secret Empire Underground number 1, which is a one-shot. Secret Empire United number 1, also one-shot. And Secret Empire Uprising number 1, again, a one motherfucking shot. <laughs> um, we got... And here's another one-shot. Star Wars Droids Unplugged. <laughs> I don't know what that is, but I want to know. Um, <laughs> I mean, may, are are they doing Nirvana covers? Like, you know, what what exactly? It sounds like a porn for real. <laughs> you know, um, weapons of and then weapons of mutant destruction alpha, one shot again. Um, a couple series are ending as well in June. So we got Bullseye um, ending on issue five. Darth Maul's ending on issue five. Uh, Deadpool versus Punisher is ending on six, and Man Thing is ending on five. Now I know the first three. I'm pretty sure the first three were miniseries. They were supposed to end. I'm not sure about Man-Thing. Yeah, I'm not sure about Man-Thing. I'm not sure about Bullseye either because mm. when I've read the first issue and I didn't see anything about it being like a miniseries, but I wasn't impressed with it. And Now, IG, now IGN, and I got uh, this This article specifically was written by Jesse um, Shideen or Sheedeen. Sorry if I pronounced it wrong, but I got to give him a, a shout out because he made a couple observations, and I think they're they're pretty much on point. I wanted to read them too. Uh, one is the trade listing seems to confirm the cancellations of both Prowler and Great Lakes Adventures. The Great Lakes Adventures, bruh, come on, <laughs> that's been circling the drain. Um, we're also concerned about Ghost Rider, as even though the trade is labeled Volume One, there is no new issue in June. Oh shit. Mm. Um, Another one is Elizabeth Torque trying to set a record for the most covers drawn in one month. She's on it, all, all the covers, bro. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know what it is. I mean, she's a great artist, you know what I mean? Right. But it's just funny. <laughs> um, Chris Anka wouldn't be the first artist we'd think of to take over Punisher, but we'll take it. 
And then lastly, Mar. Oh no, this is the lastly. Marvel clearly wants us to believe oh, the yeah. original Wolverine is coming back in X Men Blue, which is why we're assuming he isn't, and that's a safe bet. Yeah. Um, although, this- although I've been reading about um, this new, I guess, new event that's coming out, uh, Generations, and mm. in on the cover we see Wolverine Banner, um, uh, and I, oh shit, there was a cup. There was like two more that. Of people that were dead and oh, okay. um, it looks like coming maybe coming back but i think it probably wouldn't be in that um but i think there's there it looks like it's going to be like the old with the new like banner is going to be with um amadeus cho you know and wolverine is going to be with uh you know x23 or the new wolverine you know it's going to something like them together or they didn't really specify much but it looks like that's how it's going to be in those issues but um i believe they are coming back but probably not in that title wolverine it's probably going to have something to do with wolverine but you know and then lastly uh is omnibus collectors better start saving now um so yeah like i said if you go check out our show notes lazygeeks.com awesome art this this had to take a fucking forever and by the mm-hmm. way the cover of spectacular spider-man is great it's just oh, that yeah. standard pulling the shirt, the shirt open back, to show the yeah. spider-man suit but he looks like he got a mustard stain on his shirt like he needs to clean his shit up um <laughs> the ice man like it shows all the covers of all the books he's got a little synopsis the price you know stuff like that really well done article uh big ups to ign um i was i was going to do like uh like i was gonna read through a lot of them but I didn't do this work, so <laughs> go go check it out, um, and that's it. All right. So moving on into technology news, um, CNBC is reporting that Amazon will start collecting state tax from all states that require it starting April first. The final states that will begin collecting sales tax are Hawaii, Idaho, Maine, and New Mexico. That'll bring Amazon state collecting grip to all forty-five states. Just keep in mind that the five remaining states, Alaska, Delaware, Montana, New Hampshire, and Oregon, do not have a sales tax. So if you want to escape sales tax, a move may be in order. This began years ago when Amazon started opening fulfillment and data centers around the country to improve shipping times, opening them up to collecting taxes in those states where those centers were established. Um, To me, it's like, I don't care, because I live in California and they started collecting tax a long time ago. But still, though... With some of the with some of the money you save on there, it's kind of like whatever. Yeah, I mean, this has been a long time coming. Yeah. Um, and honestly, if you really think about it, it is fair. Yeah. I mean, anything you buy is going to have state tax on it anyway. Yeah. So you, you, it just makes sense. Like I don't know about fair, but it just makes sense. You know, right. taxation is theft. First of all, <laughs> right. okay. If I could be libertarian for a second, <laughs> um, or but, as Chris Rock called it once, a jack. <laughs> yeah, straight jack. Um, yeah, but they've been talking about this for like a decade. Yeah, like ever since Amazon got really big, they've been like, okay, where's the money at? You yeah. know what I mean? So the federal government can't collect the sales tax. No, I, 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 I probably wish they could. <laughs> oh, but, I'm um, sure. Yeah, but you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. I see. See me like I don't care that much because. I've always been, and I'm not trying to get political. I've always been more more concerned about state government yeah. than I am about the federal. Because the federal government's a fucking circus, especially right now. Um, so, like with me, I'm like, okay, I'll throw some taxes to the state. Like, whatever they'll they'll do their best. 
with them, <laughs> right. you know? So, anyway, this is kind of funny. Steve Mnuchin, the genius behind Suicide Squad, and that's real talk. He was he was a uh, he was a what was it? The real quick. He was a executive producer on the movie Suicide Squad, and then was elected as uh, treasurer treasurer secretary, <laughs> <laughs> which I think was funny. Um, it could all be connected. You never right. know. Um, and our rogue squad, <laughs> rogue one was an inside job, <laughs> right? So he's the it says our nation, but we're inclusive, right? At the lazy geek, so the United States treasure treasury secretary, um, isn't worried about artificial intelligence or automation, it's not even on his radar. So just relax. <laughs> this is from Gizmodo poking a little fun at this guy on Friday. Mnuchin sat down with uh, Axius Mike Ax- Axius's. Uh, Mike Allen to talk about a wide range of issues, including the strength of the dollar, tax reform, and Donald Trump's quote perfect genes end quote. Um, at one point, they got around to addressing the topic of American jobs being replaced by technology. Here's what they said um, in the video and text form. You can watch the video your damn self. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to skim this because it's kind of big. But we had an Axis event the other day with Mark Cuban who was very focused on artificial intelligence and how that was going to affect the workforce. Alan said, what's your take on that? I think that, oh, I just, my brain just completely stopped. Hold on. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) You ever have that moment where you read something and you're like, oh, oh, (laughs) it's almost like somebody hit you. Um, I think that is so far in the future in terms of artificial intelligence taking over American jobs. I think we're like, first of all, he used like, you're the treasury secretary. Stop. Well, you so know, far, it's like... Uh... It's like, I think we're like so far away from that. That's uh, not even on my radar screen. That's the quote, guys. Um, I have how... to say that um, it's like I, I approve the, the image of saying <laughs> like because right. uh, it's part of real news. That's that's how we get it. It's real news. Alternate fact shit. <laughs> um, Mnuchin nervously said with a tight smile, how far away, Alan Press? far enough that it's uh guffaws with laughter what is guffaws uh basically kind of like uh <laughs> kind of thing like a super force right. laugh yeah okay far off that it's guffaws and trails off seven more seven more years alan tried to help seven more years seven more years mnuchin bach i think it's 50 to 100 years so we can we cannot read the rest. <laughs> that's the gist of it so Here's the, here's the situation. One thing, why are we asking the Treasury Secretary about technology and automation? I get it. It's going to affect the economy. This motherfucker don't know nothing about computers. Let's be real. <laughs> right. Okay. Ha- Second hell, of all, half of these people that are in those offices don't know anything about what they're in the office for. So second of all, there's three things I want to say on this. <laughs> he just bypassed them. <laughs> just bypassed right by Because it's already true. We already know. <laughs> You can ask the IT department of the fucking United States government. They don't know shit. <laughs> um, second of all, I do agree, although he accidentally was right, that true artificial tech, artificial intelligence is further off than people think. Now, I say true artificial intelligence like a fucking robot saying, I think, therefore I am, hmm. without being programmed to do it. Like, that. that's pretty... The data ain't coming down the stairs anytime soon um, unless somebody has a fucking miraculous breakthrough. But the third, he was accidentally right on that. 
because I don't think he knows the difference. Right. But that trails right into my third point. You don't need artificial intelligence for a job to be replaced by automation. You can see with how cars are built these days. Now, back in the back in the the mid twentieth century, cars were made by hand by people. It was a dangerous job, and then it's mostly done by robots now. You know, and we're seeing that too. I remember, I think it was in Canada, but I saw that they were they at they have like an automatic McDonald's, like where you just walk in and there's a kiosk and you press 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 and there's cooks. But they they basically took in the cashier out. You go to the grocery store. You got the check yourself out stuff. That's the kind of stuff that he's that the other guy's talking about right. when he talks about jobs being replaced by technology. Will that happen? You damn right it will. Yeah. Like it, it's of course going to happen because it's cheaper, especially when they're raising the minimum, minimum wage, wage yeah. left and right, and stuff, left and right, and stuff like that. Now, what you can tell the young people is get a job where you are working on those machines somewhere right. you're you're higher up it's going to take jobs but it's it's going to take the base level job so people are just going to have to try harder well if you if you've ever watched uh, for anybody that hasn't watched the movie hidden um hidden figures first of all great movie um but uh like you know they had uh women there that were called computers they were the ones figuring out you know the math for the the space launches and things like that right. but then um nasa got the IBM computer that was supposed to be able to do it in fraction of the time. So, you know, everybody was like figuring, oh, we're going to be out of a job. But one of the people there goes, no, this is a machine. They're going to need someone to fix that. She went ahead and learned fucking coding to um, to fix that machine, taught yeah. it to everybody there. Suddenly they all moved over as being the basically IT support for that uh, for that department. And that that's really what it is. It's this sh job shift. You just have to learn to adapt. Yeah. And, and, like and the also, <laughs> right. There are also jobs that need a human touch. A lot of customer service jobs, um, like people, they try, they have been trying to get machines to talk to you on the phone. <laughs> and no one likes it. Because he know? sounds so, like Stephen Hawking. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then you, you just have jobs like that, like customer and, and cooking food. Most food's too complex for a machine to get. It, it, it lacks the emotion of it and just stuff like that. Yeah. So it's, yes, there are certain jobs, that manufacturing jobs, mainly dangerous ones. Because the company's not like, okay, I'm going to save so much money not paying a wage to someone. Not really, because they have to pay for the machine and the upkeep and stuff. They're going to save money from all the fucking lawsuits, people getting hurt. Right. You know, and then you can't really argue that. It's like, well, my this robot took my job in the manufacturing plant. It's like okay, well, what's the benefit? Well, I'm not getting hurt anymore. Yeah. Like, okay, well, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. You know, so it's just going to be a job shift. People go to, to school for different things, you know, and stuff like that. It's, it's this has been happening the entire 20th century. Jobs are dying off and being replaced by something. Yet we still, pr still move on. Right. You know, so it's not that big. I remember, well, who is it? Um, Bill Gates. Bill Gates is so rich, he could say whatever the fuck he wants. <laughs> and you really can't argue with him. You know what I mean? Like He he said that if robots take jobs, they should pay taxes. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, now, if they're sentient. Right. And they, they want their own apartment and shit, and they're out buying TVs, okay. And they do need to pay taxes. <laughs> but if they're, if they're fucking bolted to the floor, I mean, give them a break. Right, you know what right. I mean? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. So I guess on that note, uh, that moves us out of the uh, 
moves us out of the headlines. You gotta gotta you gotta start to groove to that, you know. That's sexy, you know what I mean. <laughs> uh, so, our discussion topic for the week is um, something that I thought was funny. Uh, we probably won't spend a whole lot of time on it, uh, but then again, every time I say that, we always do. So, um, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna pose a question to you, Adam. Mm. Do you think Rotten Tomatoes is destroying movies? No. Well, you know, Brett Ratner filmmaker and producer uh thinks otherwise um in an interview with uh entertainment weekly uh he said this about rotten tomatoes the worst thing we have in today's movie culture is rotten tomatoes i think that it's the destruction of our business i have such respect and admiration for film criticism when i was growing up film criticism was an, a real art and there was intellect that went into that and you would read pauline kale's review and some others that don't exist anymore and now it's about a number, a compounded number of how many positive versus negatives. Uh, now it's about what's rotten, your Rotten Tomato score. And and that's sad because Rotten Tomato score was so low on Batman versus V Superman. I think it put a cloud over a movie that was incredibly successful. Keep in mind, he was also a producer on that movie. Yeah. Um, so he went on to say, um, it's my it's just it's mind blowing. It's just insane that. It's hurting, hurting the business, and it's getting people to not see a movie. In middle America, it's, oh, it's a low Rotten Tomatoes score, so I'm not going to go see it because it must suck. But that number is an aggregate and one that nobody can figure out exactly what it means, and it's not always correct. I've seen some great movies with really abysmal Rotten Tomato scores. What is sad is film criticism has disappeared, and that's really sad. Um... So, I think he doesn't understand what Rotten Tomatoes is, right? And all the all Rotten Tomatoes is is the culmination of something that's always existed anyway, and that's word of mouth. Mm -hmm. So, so the real problem is now is that with the internet, word of mouth is now a global thing. Like it used to be, hey Steve, you catch that flick? Ah, I wasn't digging it that much. Right. Like, ah, maybe maybe I'll wait till it come out on Blu-ray. Right. Like that's been happening, but now we have these these websites, Rotten Tomatoes specifically, that everyone now can go on there and do that. And and first of all, yeah, B versus B versus S <laughs> um, got a bad Rotten Tomato score. It made a shit ton of money. Right. So I don't I don't understand how it's ruining the business. But I think that what we need to remember is, you know, um, <laughs> Brett Ratner directed some of the movies he directed, you know, Tower Heist, After the Sunset. Um, oh, yeah. He also directed the Rush Hour movies. Uh, hey, I like the Rush Hour. The X-Men 3 movie. Well, I didn't like that. Yeah. Um, so, like, Brett Ratner... Is not Maybe he should just make better movies. Well, yeah. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. It's like, make better movies. You probably wouldn't have to deal with it. Here's the thing, too, is like, you know, like um, Suicide Squad got a rotten score, made a shit ton of money. The thing, I think the real the real thing is, is that for him, it's kind of a just like, I think it's kind of justifying like um, movies that could have done bigger 
but I don't really know if they would have. Like, even if Batman v Superman had a, a 98 score or an 81 like Rogue One did, um, would it have made as much money? Because the thing is, is that what what really put BVS down was the fact that the, the, the story was choppy. Like, what the what the edits... Because even when Adam and I first saw it and I, and I spoke about it, I said it felt like I was missing something yeah. when I was watching it. It wasn't a cohesive story. Although when you watch the director's cut, oh, that makes more sense. Is it a is it a, a much better movie? It's better. I mean, I understand it more, but still not what you would expect, you know, or, or what you hoped for. Um, but the thing is, is that, yeah, Rotten Tomato scores... Usually most people look at them as an afterthought. Like, you know, like when, when we talk about movies, like, oh, what was that Rotten Tomato score? You know, if it was a bad movie, you're looking at that score. Well, movies movies are a crowdsourcing thing. Like mm-hmm. I know when let's let's bring up a movie that, that's coming out, Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. OK, you and I have been talking about Wonder Woman for a while. We're fans of that character. If. If Rotten Tomatoes comes out when the movie comes out and it gets a bad score, are we not going to see it? No, no. I'm still going to go We're see it. We're still going to go fucking see it. Right. Now, are there people that religiously look at Rotten Tomatoes? Oh, I won't see one that isn't over 70 or something. Yeah, but that, that's few and far between. And those people are just fucking cheap. <laughs> like, they don't want to think for themselves. Right. You know, they and one thing that stands out to me that he said is when he said he's seen some really great movies that got bad um, Rotten Tomato scores. Well, I think the problem is is that I, I think he's a bit artsy, and the majority of the people are not. But you got to remember too that you know Rotten Tomatoes is not simply crowdsourced. A lot of those quote unquote verified or you know fresh, those also take into account actual critics. Reviews. Yeah, because it gives a critic score and a viewer score. Right. You get two. Because I remember the critic score of BBS was horrifying. Right. And then the, the the viewer score was decent. Right. Like it wasn't it wasn't I think Suicide Squad there wasn't even a bigger gap. Right. Like critics panned it, but then the viewer score was was a good. I think it was like I think it was in the low eighties to be honest. Um but the the thing with that is it's like there's a reason why the Marvel movies are super popular, but that indie art film is not. Because the majority of people on this planet, and I'm not saying they're dumb, they're, they don't think that way. Like, they just go to the movies to have fun, to right. have a good time. They're not like, I want to I, I wanna feel something when I go. You know, they, they, they're, not, they're not going for that. And there are people that do. But you're going to have – so if, if you have a, a website like Rotten Tomatoes that takes – takes in scores from everyone on in the country we'll, we'll limit it to the country um the majority of those people are not going to like the artsy flicks and they're going to give their opinion and it's going to affect the score does that ruin the movie no because that same thing happens when people open their mouth and speak about the movie they're going to say i didn't like that movie because it was a little full of itself right you know or i didn't like that movie because it sucked you know, and then your friend, their friends are going to go, oh, well, I'm not going to waste my money on it. Yeah. I think what's killing it is back in the day, movies were so cheap that you could go. You didn't even care what the movie was. You right. just went to go watch a flick. Now it's expensive enough. And I'm adding in that cost of the concession stand. That's just no joke. <laughs> right. It's so expensive to go to a movie now that people are being much more selective. And then you also have people that have 
55 inch and up television screens at their house and they don't mind waiting till it comes out on blu-ray yeah because blue honestly if you have a decent setup at home blu-ray is a better experience anyway yeah because you're you're getting all the extras you're getting all the deleted scenes i mean you can have a real fucking experience with that damn blu-ray <laughs> right. you know so well it's like like i'm looking at rotten tomatoes right now and i'm seeing i took i just picked out oh logan fresh meter um certified fresh 92 percent. that's critics audience had 93 percent. so yeah so they match up pretty well yeah they match up pretty well and you know you're you look at you know some of these others and it's like uh john wick 2 had a 90 by the critics and an 89 by the audience yeah it's or, or here's one here's one that's what i'm talking about so we got um the new power rangers flick so critics 46 percent. they didn't like it the audience, eighty-one percent. Yeah, because the majority of the audience just wants to have fun. Well, the thing is, is they remember the Power Rangers. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I mean, like, uh, oh, here's a surprise: Kong Skull Island. Uh, critics rated seventy-eight percent. Audience seventy-five. You know, yeah. it's like, and yeah, but the thing is, is that when you're looking at, uh, um, like, <laughs> Chips, the new Chips movie, twenty percent by critics, fifty-six by audience. You know, and it's like, yeah, of course, you know, you're gonna have those differences when you're when you're doing it simply because the audience is looking for something different than than the critics the critics are looking for the story and when you're going to blame Rotten Tomatoes who are you really blaming are you blaming the critics for the bad score or are you blaming the audience for the high score you know I, I think in a, a lot of instances he and and if you if you look at some of his movies he's a bit confused <laughs> well I think the issue too is that Rotten Tomatoes isn't always matching up with his opinion. Right. And he's getting clouded up in just because he's a director doesn't mean he's any more qualified to see think a movie's good or bad than I am. Right. It's a subjective medium. It's an art form. Like if if I watch a movie, like I I like Howard the Duck. We all know this if you've listened. <laughs> right. Now I, I still recognize it's a horrible movie, but I like it because it's fucking chintzy. Like it doesn't make any sense. It's it's a bad movie. Oh yeah, I've, I've liked movies that are horrible in the uh, right in in that area. But you know what? I it's it's my it's my personal opinion. I like that movie. And if they put Howard the Duck in the theater, I would see it opening night. <laughs> right. Does that make any logical sense? No, but people aren't fucking logical. They just want to see shit right and have a good time. You know, so I think he needs to one calm, calm the, fuck the fuck down, down. <laughs> right? Like just relax. Well, there's here's you know? here's another movie that that I just saw. I, I have no idea what it's what it's about, but it's called Tower, and it's rated a hundred percent by critics. Eighty six percent of the audience liked it. Yeah. So, damn, Beauty and the Beast making that money. Yeah, like I side know, right? note, one hundred and seventy four point eight million already. Yeah. Like fuck, and it got a decent seventy-one percent. Got a different, decent score. Chips got twenty. Let me check this shit out. <laughs> so the the critics gave Chips twenty percent. I knew that was, gonna be mm-hmm. but then you got the viewers with that fifty-six. First of all, not many people remember Chips anymore. Well, and the way they did it was completely different than the TV show. Yeah, see, I don't even. I never watched the TV show. I have no idea. Yeah. So it all it is all it is to most people seeing the movie is just a cop silly cop movie. Yeah. You know, they try to do it in the same vein. It looked like of like uh, Starsky and Hutch, you know, when Ben Stiller did that one. But it just the Lego it, it, Batman. I still got to see that the Lego Batman. We got 91 percent from critics and 83 from viewers. I heard that movie's dope as shit. Yeah, I heard it. My friend who doesn't even like Batman 
He's one of those people. <laughs> I call them undesirable. <laughs> um, he he told me he's like, yeah, I saw that. I brought my kid to see that. He's like, you got to see it, dude. There's so much stuff in it. That's what I've heard for like true fans and shit. And I'm like, yeah, I got I got to cop. I'm waiting for it to hit the dollar theater though, because I want to take the kids out. And I don't take them to the regular Man. theater. <laughs> Too expensive to take all those kids. Oh, I hear you. Um, now I'm just getting into looking for fucking movies. Hey, that John Wick sequel got 90% yep. and 89 on the viewers. I got to I got to check dope. that out next week. Um, I just bought the uh, the original movie on Blu-ray. Figure got it. Which one got the shittiest? See, and then that one thing too that I hate is you have coming soon and it has a score already. Well, yeah. like that's kind of dumb. But I guess critics critics, critics get see, to see it, it early first. Yeah. Oh, I see it because viewer scores want to see. Yeah. Because that boss baby that's coming out, yeah. Um, critics gave it twenty nine percent, eighty nine percent of people want to see it. That's one of those movies that everyone will see when it comes out on Blu ray. Yeah, like it's not going to do well in the theater. No, no, I don't. But see, so. this is the funny thing, and this kind of goes back to what we've always said. For some reason, and and Steve and I can't be the only one. Steve and I can watch, look at a trailer. We can watch just one trailer or just hear about a movie and be like. That's not going to do well. Yeah. Or that's going to do moderately good. Or people aren't going to like this, but they'll like that. And it's so easy. Yeah. But for some reason, the people who get paid to do that can't seem to fucking do it. <laughs> so I don't understand. This one kind of surprised me. That Iron Fist got 18% from critics. Yeah. But the viewer score is 82%. Well, I'm yeah. down with that. Yeah. I mean, we'll be talking about that on... Uh next week's uh, just another podcast and see if it really deserves the criticism it's getting but i think all of that is just strictly because it's a white character i think that's really what everybody's so fucking pc butthurt. crusades and shit but heard about so the whole dumb. thing yeah all right so on that note i think we should start winding down with uh, our douchebags so my douchebag this week is nintendo and I will tell you the story. This comes from Polygon. Sales from Super Mario Run failed to meet Nintendo expectations. Company president Tasumu Kimishia or Kimishima said in an interview with Nikkei, speaking to the agent business of publication, Kimishima and other Nintendo officials revealed that the Mario mobile game, though profitable, didn't hit sale targets. Super Mario run enjoyed some big early success when it when it exclusively hit ios devices in december but the game's pay-to-play model and online requirements may have turned off many consumers and overall reception was mixed super mario run only lets players try out the first world before hitting the 9.99 paywall despite all the downloads only five percent of players paid up nintendo revealed in january but Nintendo sounds committed to selling mobile games to fans at a cost that, to some, may be high for the platform. Although Fire Emblem Heroes launched for free on Android and iOS in February, and according to Nikkei, enjoyed popularity in its debut, the company officially says the gacha-style game, which encourages players to spend money for new randomized content, is a one-off. Heroes is an out... Um, an outlier, the Nintendo uh, the Nintendo employee told the publication. We honestly prefer the Super Mario Run model. The 
premium priced model continues to be tweaked since the game um, since the game's release. It just hit Android earlier this week, and an update that came to uh, both iOS and Android added additional levels for players to check out for free. Next up on the docket is an Animal Crossing themed mobile game, which Nintendo has revealed few details since first announcing it last spring. Now I know I'm not paying for that. <laughs> because <laughs> I downloaded it and, and played it and I mean it was it was okay I, I you know oh the Mar- the Mario run. yeah because I, yeah, I was playing it on Friday yeah because I played it on iOS and then I played it on um, on Android um it was cool but I, I guess for me I didn't like the fact that I didn't get I couldn't really do much I mean he automatically jumped and so that's and all you could do was really make him jump higher you know, or hit certain little, you know, points to get him to kind of hit the higher levels. I was, so essentially it's a runner, which is a kind of mobile game that's been around for a long time. And and I have to say it's the best runner I've ever played. Um, Whatever that means. Um, Did (laughs) I have nothing? (laughs) Right. Did I have fun playing it when I was playing it? Yeah, I had, I had fun making him do tricks and shit. And, and you do the rally where you try to beat the score of somebody else and stuff. But then I I didn't play it all weekend. Like right. I didn't remember it. Yeah, you know what I mean. I actually so downloaded other games because I was like, because that game reminded me. Oh yeah, I should play some other games on here. And then I downloaded other right. games, and I haven't gone back to Mario since. I actually downloaded that Fire Emblem Zero too because I always liked the Fire Emblem series, but I haven't played it. But I'm not like what I'm hearing about that fucking hand for randomized bullshit. Yeah, I think the big and the reason why Nintendo's my douchebag is because. Nine ninety nine for additional levels. It's like just sell the game outright. Don't don't make this like one world. Well, essentially, when you download Mario Run, you're downloading the demo. Yeah. Now you technically can keep playing if you keep doing the rallies, but it's all dependent on having rally tickets, right? Which you will run out of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's 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 an interesting concept. It's a good game. It's not a bad game. But it is strictly a mobile game, so it's not very interesting to people who play other kinds of games. Well, and not only that, I mean, to be honest, it doesn't have really the replay value that you would use for, like, Super right. Mario, you know, like, for any of those other games. And, yeah, I know it's, it's you know, you, you don't want to, you know, um, compare it to, you know, actual Nintendo game because of the fact... Why not? Well, that some people, well, yeah, but it's it's a mobile game, so it's not. It's like, yeah, but you're t- paying ten bucks for it. You should be able to do a lot more shit. Here's the situation: it's like, if you show me two game consoles, and I own both, and you tell me, let's, let's say PS4 and Xbox One, and some games come out, and they go, well, the PS1 version or the PS1, the PS4 version, <laughs> PS1 version, <laughs> the PS4 version is subpar. Like it doesn't let you do a few things. And the Xbox One version is superior. So yeah, but that's Apple you're gonna get apples. the P- But you know what I mean, though. But yeah, like, but but saying a mobile game and comparing it to an actual like NES game or all I fucking know is that I was playing the damn run game, and then I realized, hey, wait, I have a 2DS with a fucking Mario game on it, <laughs> right? And I just started playing that. Well, that's you the know, thing, so... like yeah, because it's like I'm playing that for a little bit, and that's like ten bucks to play it. Oh wait, but I have my Wii that has the classic super mario super um you know super mario 2 and 3 on it so why don't i just play that well the one good thing about the pricing model though is it's 10 bucks and that's it like 10 bucks unlocks the whole game and that's it yeah but you know so that's my, good my... but who knows what might happen in the future right but my thing is is like okay 10 bucks 
you know, how many levels. And at the same time, it's like, then just sell the fucking game for 10 bucks. Yeah. I mean, why do this bullshit of like just a demo? Like that's what Minecraft does. Like Minecraft on the mobile, the mobile platforms, it's like seven bucks. You can't even download it. You just have to buy it, you know? And then once you buy it, you have the full game. Yeah. You know, so it's just do that. I don't know, but I did, I did enjoy it for what it was. Um, for that moment, <laughs> I, for that moment, and I think I'm just done with it. Now. Yeah. It wasn't. I beat the first level that was free. I played the rallies a couple times, yeah. and then I'm like, okay, yeah, that, that's know. what I did. And I didn't see. Th- that's the thing, though, is that just playing that first level wasn't such an experience that I thought, oh, I got to play more of this. Yeah, and you're supposed to go. You're supposed to play it over and over again until you get all the coins. And then when you get all five coins in one stage, it will reset and it will put the coins in a different location. So there's replayability if you like that kind of repetitive replayability. Right. I usually don't. You I'm, know, usually like, I'm an RPG of... player. I don't, I don't fucking... <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, it gets boring after a on while. The mobile, on the mobile device, I'm kind of like a little more of a puzzle person. Yeah, me too. Yeah, you know, on the mobile. Anything yeah. outside of mobile, uh, I, you know, game, you know, consoles or what, what have you, I, I'll play whatever. Um, but, you know, on a mobile device. Because puzzle games are perfect for a cell phone. Yeah. Like, I, I liked when, what was that game? Um, it was a puzzle game. It was, it was like an RPG elements to it. I forget mm-hmm. what it was called, but it was a dope game. But if I want real games on my fucking phone, I'll just put an emulator on there. There you go. Throw some NES games on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so and this I almost picked this, this originally as my, right. but I saw you and I was like, "Oh, yeah, we were both on the same page on that one." <laughs> it's never worth it. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of guys make bad choices to show off <laughs> girls, but those choices don't usually involve giant reptiles. Holy crap! I'm gone for sure. Was it all Australian backpacker Lee B. Paul? even has like a deep south name and he lives in australia right could think he said he said when he found himself wrestling with a crocodile after he jumped into a river to impress a woman (laughs) now side note those australian women are kind of hot yeah so you you might you might fuck up and and do something stupid i'm just saying you know (laughs) have some sympathy you know um deepaw uh, described battling with the beast during the early hours of Sunday morning. At that point, I punched it in the snout. The second hit, I got it straight in the eye, and then it let go. Um, it all happened very fast. Pretty much as soon as he jumped in, there was splashing and screaming. Sophie, Sophie Patterson, who Deepaw was dating, told Queen, Queenland's uh, Courier Mail newspaper, the teen escaped, but not without extensive injuries to his arm. You've seen Jaws, Patterson said, <laughs> describing the scene at the um, Johnstone River at Innisfail, Queensland. There was a lot of blood, a lot of bone. It was just pretty horrendous. Even after the traumatic experience, DePa appears to still be smitten with Patterson. Well, it wasn't her fucking fault. Um, he says they <laughs> plan to see a movie. you made me do this. <laughs> right. He says they plan to see a movie together once he's released from the hospital. Why didn't they do that at the beginning? <laughs> Right. She's beautiful, caring, and kind. I don't I didn't I didn't know there was a croc there. I just done it for Sophie. <laughs> um first of all, yes, he's a douchebag for what he did, but he still wrestled a crocodile and fucking won. Like that's kinda <laughs> badass, dude. 
Like, how did you get 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 away from the crocodile? Oh, I punched him in the nose. Like, what the fuck? What are you, Batman? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> like that shit's that's pretty hardcore, dude. See, the thing is, is that it happened on an early Sunday morning, which means it was a spillover from Saturday night, <laughs> where you know the alcohol got involved, and you know the like, you know that that kind of shit. You're just kind of like, okay, I see that happening on a Saturday it's like, night. You know, that river looks mighty dangerous. <laughs> no, it ain't. Yeah, I wouldn't dare go in there. I'll go in there for you because I love you. <laughs> he just jumps in. He's like, oh, shit, there's a crocodile. God dang. <laughs> he's probably Joe Dirt of Australia. Probably. He's got a, He's probably sporting a badass mullet, too. <laughs> right. Oh, man. All right. Well, that is it. For this episode, please rate and review the show on iTunes. That'll help us out immensely. Immensely, uh, Want to catch our back catalog? You can find them on Stitcher, iTunes, iHeartRadio, as well as the website, thelazygeeks.com. Uh, if you want to suggest stories for the show, you can share them on our Facebook page. We are on social media as well, Twitter and Instagram. And we want some feedback. Uh, drop it on our site, thelazygeeks.com, or send it to our mailbag at thegeeks at thelazygeeks.com. You can find me on the interwebs, on Twitter, at a middle-aged geek, Instagram, middle-aged underscore geek, or check out my blog, themiddleagegeek.com. Um, where can they find you? Where am I? <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, I was still, I was looking at the fucking article that I just read. Um, so I'm over there on Twitter, at sapien tlg and be sure to tune in on friday for our bonus episode of the lazy geeks podcast to finish out march um i explained this i think a week or so ago uh normally we have four four second shows that pop up every month but every every so often we have a fifth week where we kind of would have a dead week but we've decided to uh go ahead and um actually do another lazy geeks podcast uh kind of a topical one um talking about retro gaming and um definitely it will take some of you down memory lane so that'll be out on friday so be sure to check that out to finish out march madness and uh that is it for this week so until next time peace out This has been a production of the Lazy Geeks Network, available only at thelazygeeks.com. Goodbye.